0: Thank you for tuning in to Hill Country Fellowship's audio podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired as you listen today. Man, I am super pumped um, to bring this second message in our series, Lion in the Lamb, today. Pastor Scott did such a great job of setting us up last week about Jesus coming as one of us, right? Boots on the ground. I think... That has been Scott's thing forever, but I'm like, I'm going to steal it today. But boots on the ground. Jesus said, by the way, I don't mind to come to save you, to actually be one of you, to walk with you. That's an amazing, amazing thing and, and a statement all in of itself because he came, he, he chose to come. And most of us during the Christmas season, we would go, are you sure you want to do that? That doesn't sound like a good idea. Like you're hanging out, everything's perfect, and then you're going to come as a babe, I think the thing that made me laugh largest last week was, you know, Jesus had to experience puberty. Thank you for that. I mean, (laughs) Jesus had to endure all things. It says the word tells us that Jesus had to grow in stature, understanding, and relationship with the Father. And why did he do that? So that he would get us. So that he would understand everything we would wrestle through, experience, and that he really could be the king of kings to each and every one of his sons and daughters. Amen? That's good, good news. And if you want to turn to Genesis 49 today, that's where we're going to start. We're going to take a look at the lion today because Jesus came as a baby in a manger, but he also came as the lion of the tribe of Judah, one who would lead with uh, a ferocious heart, a lion heart, if you will, who would lead with authority, completely secure in who he was and who he was called to be and who he was called to, each one. So Genesis chapter 49, we're going to read in uh, verses 1 through 12 today. Real quick while we're turning there, if you're on the prayer team, will you just stand up real quick for me? And any facet of prayer serving at the altar on the FP team, will you just stand up real quick? I want to... Amen. Anybody else? Give them a round of applause, please. I'm so thankful for their willing hearts because we're, we're, we're talking like 1,200 hours of volunteer prayer time this year for you, for this church body, and for our community. Um, it is a pretty amazing thing that God is doing in and through those folks. So prayer team, thank you for your selfless service to this church community around us. We're, we're not only ministering to HCF, but we're ministering to the church all over Burnett County, and that's a pretty cool opportunity that we're, we're getting as a church. So Genesis chapter 49, reading in verses 1 through 12, we'll see how this goes. It says, so Jacob's last words to his sons, it says, then Jacob called together his sons and said, gather around me and I will tell you what will happen to each one of you in the days to come. Come and listen, you sons of Jacob. Listen to Israel, your father. Reuben, my firstborn, my strength, a child of my vigorous youth, you are first in rank and first in power, but you are as unruly as a flood, and you will be first no longer. For when you went to bed with my wife, you defiled my marriage couch. That's harsh and weird. Simeon and Levi are two of a kind. Their weapons are instruments of violence. May I never join in their meetings? May I never be a party to their plans? For their anger, for in their anger they murdered men and crippled oxen just for sport. A curse of their anger, for it's fierce. A curse of, uh, for it is fierce. A curse on their wrath, for it is cruel. I will scatter them among the descendants of Jacob. I will disperse them throughout Israel. Judah. Your brothers will praise you. You will grasp your enemies by the neck, and your relatives will bow before you. Judah, my son, is a young lion that has finished eating its prey. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness, who dares to rouse him? The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from his descendants, until the coming of the one to whom it belongs, the one whom all nations will honor. He ties his foal to a grapevine, the colt of his donkey to a choice vine. He washes his clothes in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth are whiter than milk. Lord, we, we invite you in today to this place. We need to hear your voice. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would breathe on your word today. Lord, if we have, as we have come expecting to hear from you, worshiping with our whole hearts today, will you speak to us through your word, and will you confirm it, God? So we trust you and we love you in the mighty name of Jesus. It's a powerful picture of Jesus coming as a baby, but also coming as a lion, right? You're like, a lion baby, that's not ferocious. But lions grow, right? As Jesus grew in his understanding of who he was and what he was called to, he had no problem walking that authority out in humble submission to God, but also in in fierce loyalty and call to the people that God sent him to save, right? He didn't have any problem. He wasn't confused about who he was. Even in Revelation 5, 5, we see that picture of John weeping because no one is worthy to open the scroll, right? And then the angels are like, John, hold on a second, buddy. And it says this. It says, but one of the 24 elders said to me, stop weeping. Weeping. Weeping? I don't even know what weeping is. (laughs) Made up a new word. I'm good for that. Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah the heir to David's throne, he has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and the seven seals, right? So our big idea today is this, is that at the end of the day, we would remember that we serve a victorious king. Can I get an amen from all y'all up in here? Your king did not lose. a matter of fact, he never loses. And you are on his team. He picked you. He he chose you. And our goal is that we need to remember that that victory is not just one and done. It is as long as you breathe in and out, you're living in victory. Or we should be. Amen. We should be knowing who Jesus is, knowing squarely who we are as sons and daughters and walking that out. His arrival brought that confident hope in that manger and the one who would be Jesus who would be the deliverer who would be the lion of the tribe of judah amen as i was studying and reading a little bit this morning i wanted to kind of start off with this too how many how many would you say that the last 3 years has been a little bit confusing <laughs> covid happened and weirdness happened and uh, upside down stuff and government happened and all sorts of weird theories and understandings. And I really believe this. It was a distraction. It was a distraction from the one whom would mimic Jesus like a roaring lion, looking whom he could devour. Amen. Amen. And some of us would go, yeah, he may have ate a couple of my lunches over the last three years, right? But I want to remind you, you serve a victorious king. Although the last three years may have been confusing, I felt like the Lord said, tell my people to remember that I did not change over that time period. Amen. I am still the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. I am still the bringer of peace, hope, joy, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. I didn't get lost in that three-year journey. I am still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right? Second Timothy tells us in the last days, all sorts of stuff will get sideways. People will tell us what our tickling ears want to hear, and then we'll follow. We'll get hung up on things that don't matter. But I really felt like this church, HCF, all of you in earshot today in this place and listening on the the social media platforms, God did not miss or mess something up. Our focus is our focus, and the call is, hey, pay attention to what I'm doing. Amen? Hey, I still want to use you. Don't allow the enemy to cancel you out. Don't allow the enemy to continue to distract you in 2024. Reset, church. Refocus on Jesus. Maybe go, hey, Holy Spirit, I've been a little bit off maybe thinking about conspiracies and weird things and all sorts of stuff that doesn't matter at the end of the day. And my challenge to you, just as as your friend, as your brother, as one of your pastors is, what are you doing to love God, love people, and tell somebody about the gospel, the good news of Jesus? And if you can't remember the last time you did that, you should probably revisit that and ask the Holy Spirit, when was the last time I told somebody about you? Amen. Because this lion lives in you. He's called you to great things. And if we get distracted in this moment, there are a bunch of people that Jesus died to seek and save that we're supposed to reach that we'll miss. That should grieve our hearts at the end of the day. Because if we don't operate in this calling of God upon our lives, we will miss. There is somebody that needs to hear the gospel through your life. So let's not be distracted. Amen. Let's let 2024 that's coming like a thief in the night be a new day. Amen. Don't make a resolution you can't stand on. Make a resolution to be like, Jesus, I'm going to put myself squarely in your plan and purposes. I want to do what you need me to do because I realize this, if I live in a place of victory, if you're calling me to live that out, then you're calling me to some people who don't know that yet, don't know you like that and absolutely need to know that you're more than a conqueror. Can I get an amen for that? You're more than a conqueror. Some of you are having a hard time believing that today because the last three years ate your lunch and your dinner and everything else in between. And Jesus says, look, man, remember this, Romans 8, 37. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is yours. And the crowd went wild. <sighs> Except for the Steelers, sorry. That was ugly. Scott's like, when did you become a football fan? This year. Anyway, I don't know. I'm a total bandwagon. I'll just jump on whoever's bandwagon. doesn't really matter. It was Andrew's fault, really, during the World Series. I'm like, I got a ranger's hat. Anyway. All right, that's what I'm talking about. You're more than conquerors. Overwhelming victory is yours in Christ who loved us. Man, that should be like a banner thing for each one of us as sons and daughters, if nothing else. Because this lion... That you serve this Jesus, this lion of the tribe of Judah, whose kingdom will be set and will remain forever until the day he comes back and wraps it all up and, you know, deals with all the stuff and reestablishes his kingdom once and for all forever is amazing. What do you think about when you hear about a lion? Roar, okay. Tough. What else? Okay fierce right like it's not a wimpy animal right it isn't the rabbit of the tribe of judah right Although well, they'd be quick and fast but it... no it's the lion and in the kingdom in the animal kingdom anyways what's the lion known for the he's the king of the beasts amen <laughs> that was a mighty roar from a small child no, he's the lion, like that whole picture of a ferocious lion who's going to care for, who's going to contend for you, who's going to wrestle with you when you walk through hard circumstances, right? Life, we don't get this easy script life of just like we, we accept Jesus and it's all easy peasy, lemon squeezy. No way. It doesn't work that way. But God says, but I'm with you, but I will fight for you. Matter of fact, I've already fought for you and I will continue to fight for you because I'm looking out for you. That symbol of a lion is a thing of power and bravery and ferociousness, courage, right? Take heart. Be strong and courageous is what we see the Lord speaking to Joshua. Hey, I know this seems overwhelming, but be strong and courageous for I am with you. I'm working on your behalf. Remember these things today. Your king is the lion. The kingdom that he established and set for you is a kingdom that's unshakable. It's unchanging. The kingdom he established, it's forever, right? It doesn't end. It's been established and it will be established. Your kingdom is led by the king of kings, the Lord of Lord, the bringer of all peace, hope, joy, right? No one's excited yet. Okay, we're getting there. I love this. I was reading some uh, this chunk of paper this week that's got put on my desk. It was lots of good material because when you start prepping for a sermon, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm like brain overload of stuff that you shove in there. And then you're like, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? But in his devotional, his Christmas devotional, Paul Tripp writes this. It says, the baby in the manger came to be a king and he would not settle for anything less. Amen. Amen? He lived on mission. He he lived in victory from the time he was born. Jesus never knew a day of defeat, right? And that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And he's calling to you, remember me. Remember, I'm the lion. Remember, your kingdom is not a kingdom that's willy-nilly silly. It's firm and the foundation is good. Amen. And although you wrestle... I'm gonna wrestle with you. I'm gonna help you. Be strong and courageous. Because there is no thing. Your king, your lion hearted king, brought you victory. Amen. He brought you victory. And I wanna ask this question to you. I'm gonna ask it a couple more times as we trek through this morning. Where do you need to experience victory in your life? Where do you need to invite the Holy Spirit in and say, I am not living in victory there. I need victory, but I, I, I miss, I'm missing, help me. Where do you need to invite the Holy Spirit in? Where do you need victory? And where do you need Jesus? Where do you need to allow him rather to be your deliverer, your lion-hearted king? Where do you need to allow him to step into the circumstance and bring peace? It's the a holiday season will stir up all sorts of stuff. So I would just encourage you to do this. Here's my stuff. I invite you into it. Amen. I need you in it, actually. I'm, I will mess it up if I focus my eyes here. But man, if I lift my head up to where my hope comes from and I look to you, Jesus, I'm probably going to do a pretty good job of pursuing you, being obedient to you, loving you, and loving others and preaching the good news of Jesus. Amen. Did you know your lineage is absolutely amazing? It includes people like these patriarchs, the rich, the poor, murderers, prostitutes, and royalty. That's the lineage of Jesus. Did I mess anybody up there? That lineage of Jesus includes a whole long list of people who were imperfect, but who focused their eyes, who knew who their king was. And weren't confused about it. And they followed him with diligent heart. Isaiah 9, 20, or 9 verses 2 through 7 says this. And this, this was kind of my story. The people who walk in darkness. Anybody ever been there? Will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like a warrior's dividing his plunder. For you will break the yoke of slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. Amen. That sounds like a lion to me. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms, bloodstained by war, will all be burned. There will be fuel for a fire for a child is born to us. A son is given this free gift to us. The government will rest upon his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, right, forever, prince of peace. His government and its peace will never end. That's a good promise. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. So where do you need victory? Where do you need victory today? Where do you need to invite Jesus in to your circumstance? Just for a quick minute, close your eyes and name that thing. Where do you need to invite him into that? Where do you need victory? Close your eyes and name it. Because many of you can. You probably know the very thing that you might be wrestling with. Where do you need to invite him and let Jesus bring that mental picture to you? Got it? Now say, Jesus, I invite you in. You can do that out loud or do that in your heart, whatever, whatever works for you. Jesus, I invite you in. I invite you into that space. Lord, come on in. Amen? I would tell you that fear has probably been a thing the last three years has ramped up. And the Lord wants to, live, to deliver you from fear today, if you're here. Amen. He's not a God of fear. He's totally cool. He's not stressed out and worried about what's going on. Matter of fact, he's going, man, what a great opportunity for you to preach the gospel church. What a great opportunity for you to rise up and look to me and then look to others and preach the good news. Man, pastor, things are bad. I know. Here's the thing. I serve a lion-hearted king. He's not confused about who he is. He's not losing sleep over it. Matter of fact, he doesn't have to sleep anyways. When you're thinking like, oh, Lord, work in my circumstance. This is really bad. He's like, yeah, I've been up all night working on that for you. I don't sleep or slumber. I'm not worried about it. I'm not wringing my hands in heaven, wondering how it's all going to work out. Come on. Tell me what's on your heart. Invite me in. Matter of fact, I just declare fear, I break you off of this congregation in the name of Jesus. Period, plain and simple. You have no place here. You have to go in Jesus' name. Amen? Fear has no place in the life of a believer. And if it's plaguing you, Jesus, here's my fear. I'll let you have it. We like to hold on to things though. We're like, here's my fear, here's my worries. Jesus is like, I would love to take it if you'd let go. Jesus, here's my fear. Here's my kids. Here's the, here's the disease. Here's the diagnosis. Here's the wrestling thing at work. Here's my coworkers. I release it to you. Because you're gonna work it out good. Your promise is I get victory. You get victory, church. Period. Okay. <laughs> you do. It's in here. Amen. This is not the word, the gospel according to Jeremy. No. Jesus says you get victory because I got victory. Yeah. You get to live in a place of authority. You get to live in a place of non-fear and non-worry. Amen. And when we don't just add, schedule a prayer appointment, we'll pray with you. We'll agree with you. Amen. You get Peace, amen? Fear, you're lame. You go in Jesus' name. No more. Because we should be operating from a place of victory, right? We should operate from a place of knowing you are the God of heaven and earth. You saved me, set me free. You've called me, and then you've called me to do good stuff. For the sake of your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Amen? You should operate from a place of power and strength, right? My dad was a 400-pound bench presser. I think Stephen might be the only guy in here who's close that I know anyway. I'm just saying, amen. But it was, I could never beat him. I tried, but my dad was a a tough guy. But he operated from a place of strength, but he was totally humble about it too. He's like, yeah, I crushed 400 today and I know Jesus. Could I tell you about him? If my dad picked up a hitchhiker, which he always did with me in the car, it was not that much fun. But as soon as that door shut, and I may have shared this story, I was like, you do not know what you just got yourself into. You will hear about Jesus today. Oh, man, this is a 20-minute ride. You're in trouble, pal. But it was a confident strength, a power that my dad knew that didn't exist in him, but that was poured into him by the Holy Spirit to preach good news. Amen? Amen. Didn't matter where he was, almost to all my days of embarrassment, and now I do the same thing to my kids. So there you go. <laughs> Sorry, children, wherever you are. No, but man, we set a precedence for that, man. I don't, need to, I don't need to cower in the corner. I can be humbly submitted to the king, the lion, but yet operate in confident power, amen? amen? And sometimes some of you have been told, well, oh, man, that's religion, that stinks. No, that's confident in who you are and whose you are, Amen. If someone ever go, oh, man, well, that sounds like you're pretty confident. Yeah, I'm confident. I know Jesus and he died to take away your sin once and for all forever. Would you like to know him? I don't know. I just don't. I'm, I'm like, I, I, I don't. I lovingly don't care, but I do care. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not ashamed of Jesus, so I have no problem talking about him wherever I go. And if that offends you, I'm sorry. Come with me. Hang out with me. Maybe some of that crazy will rub off on you too. Amen. But it is this thing. Love God. Love people, I'm operating from a confident place that I am a son and a daughter of the King of kings and Lord of lords who has called me to preach good news. And y'all, you probably have heard it a hundred times. This is the greatest season to preach good news. Why? Because it's a mess, man. Heart issues are coming up. Unresolved stuff is everywhere. And it is opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to preach good news. Hebrews chapter one, turn there with me. Good news. Thank you, worship team, for crushing some awesome Christmas songs today. If you're not a musician and you don't know, it's H A R D to play those songs, just saying, okay? It's tough and they're doing a great job. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now, in these final days, He has spoken to us through His Son. God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance, and through the Son, He created the universe. The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God, and He sustains everything by the mighty power of His command. When He had cleansed us from our sins, He sat down in a place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the Son is far greater than the angels, just uh, just as the name God gave Him is greater than any Other name amen you should operate from a place of freedom Wednesday nights come Wednesday night live we're talking all about freedom the HCF freedom team is team is ministering to marriages and small groups and we're praying for people if you need to be free come hang out with us you will get free if you stick around I guarantee it because God did not call you to be freed once but to live a lifestyle of freedom right for whom the Sun sets free is free period Exclamation point. Right? Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. We should operate from a, piece of, uh, a place of complete security and peace regardless of circumstance. If you're confused about that, look at John 14, 27. We don't have to worry about what's going on. And I'm not talking about bury your head in the sand and don't pay attention to anything that goes on. Pay attention and pray. Amen? Pay attention and stand up when you know you need to. Be submissive to the Holy Spirit that would lead you and guide you when you should zip it and when you should speak. When you should not be a keyboard warrior ever on Facebook and post it all over the place. Can I give an amen for that one? I have a hard time. I'm like, type it up, delete it. Type it up, delete it. Type it up. Leslie tells me to delete it. Anyway. (laughs) Thank you, babe. You saved me. But... Again, we should operate also from a place of kingdom mentality. Are you are you a part of this kingdom here? Yeah. yeah. The kingdom of heaven, right? This earth is going to pass away. We are we are sojourners the word tells us. We are temporary residents of this beautiful rock that we get to inhabit for now, but this is just for now. This is like The field and the grass, it lives and it dies and it goes away, but the Lord cares for it. The birds don't wander and fly around and go, what are we going to eat and drink? And the Lord takes care of them. So how much more would he take care of you in this kingdom he created? You're an ambassador for the good news of Jesus. Amen. You're an ambassador of the lion of the tribe of Judah who's sending you to preach good news, to live on mission. Amen. And to not get... Confused and sucked up by this earth that we live on. John 18, 36. My kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. I mean, Peter whipped out a sword, chopped off a dude's ear in defense of his Lord, right? I may have been that guy. But then Jesus puts his ear back on because Jesus is really good even to the soldier who was coming to put him away. But my kingdom is not of this world my kingdom is not of this world it it is way bigger way better way more awesomer than this place that we get to inhabit amen you're empowered you're not only victorious and more than conquerors but you're empowered by a Holy Spirit that Jesus sent and said, by the way, I'm going to send this spirit because I'm going to hang out right at the right hand of my father. And I'm going to cheer you on from heaven. But I'm also going to fill you up with my spirit so you can accomplish the mission. He didn't leave you high and dry. Amen. The same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that we just experienced death and then new life. Man, he lives in you. Man, he He wants to empower you to love kids well at those schools, coaches, teachers in this place. Thank you so much. Last week in Georgetown, I thanked a teacher for being a teacher, this young lady who stepped into it, and she teared up. And she said, thank you so much. Thank you so much for recognizing this is a big deal that I said yes to. So teachers and staff at schools, thank you so much for loving on our kids. It's important because you are empowered there on that place to be salt, to be light, to be, a, to be joy and hope when all hell is breaking loose at home. You are. You're Jesus there on site, on mission. Amen? It's a beautiful thing. You're empowered by the Spirit of God, the great commission to be disciples, make disciples, and to preach the good news of Jesus. There's a world out there that needs it. When you leave these doors today, the world needs the message of Jesus. Amen. And God's going to choose to use you. You're going to be amazed at what he does. Healing bodies, telling darkness and telling demons, they got to go back to the dark corner and figure it out with Jesus. You don't get to live here. Trampling on, overcoming all power and authority of the enemy because who? You serve the king of kings. Amen. Who's empowered you, equipped you, and released you to preach good news. Here's the deal. At the end of the day, your best human effort will leave you completely exhausted, right? If it is a white knuckle relationship with the God of heaven, who's supposed to be the line of the tribe of Judah, who gave you this word to empower you to go and do something about it, you'll get frustrated. You'll get tired if you're just white knuckling it. But man, if you learn to love this word, how many of you love this word, right? Love this word. We had a missionary one time that came um, in Alaska, and he was just pacing on the stage, and he was just running his hands, it was Marcelo running his hands over the page. And Scott was back in the booth, and he's talking about how he just loved the word. And man, it was just one of those sweet, sovereign moments. And then Scott goes, I want to love the word that way. Like, it was just one of those impacting moments where you're like overwhelmed, and you're like, Lord, I want to love this word. This is, this is one way you speak to me, is through your word. There's this other meme on Facebook that I would like to burn and set on fire. This says, if you can't hear the voice of God, just read this louder. That doesn't work. Amen? Everybody in this place, every son and daughter, you are capable of hearing the voice of God for you. It is a lie from the pit of hell that I just have to just read super hard and super will it in my manhood. That's not going to work. I used to fall asleep on my Bible at night and the spit would get stuck to the pages. And I thought I was the worst follower of Jesus ever. And God said, stop trying so hard. Spoke to me. and I was like, what? Stop trying so hard. How about you just be my son and you meet me in this place and I will, I will speak to you. I will speak to you through my word, but I will also speak to you as you go, God, I'm showing up today. I'm a, I want to invite you into this place because I'm not living in victory there. Will you help me? And he'll go, yep, I'll help you. Yep. Yeah, I'll meet you. He will speak directly to you for the very thing that you're wrestling with. Amen. You can hear the voice of God. Amen. The Holy Spirit is in there. He's been sealed to you as salvation, and he speaks. Amen? Can you tell I'm trying to make a point? He speaks. I could get good counsel from Scott, my wife, Pastor Josh. It could go across the board all day long, and it could fall on deaf ears. But when the God of heaven, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the King of kings, Lord of lords, speaks, it changes everything. Right? Right? For the thing you're wrestling with you and then you go oh yeah you did send pastor scott to me and pastor josh and my wife and martin riley and 50 di- different other people that i didn't pay attention to oh you were speaking to me then too because you not only speak through your word and you'll speak to me directly you'll speak to me through a brother through a sister through a friend through another believer right he speaks in so many ways just be open to it amen holy spirit i pray you speak to us today Let your word change our hearts and change our lives. We need you so that we can love you well and love others. No performance is going to get it. And in fact, in John 10, Jesus says, my sheep know me and they hear my voice, period. You can hear the voice of God, church. 1 Corinthians 4 says this, but I will come soon if the Lord lets me and I will find whether these arrogant people just gave pretentious speeches or, they really, or if they really have God's power. For the kingdom of God is not just a kingdom of talk. It is living by God's power. It is the very power of the Holy Spirit in you and through your life that allows you to bring the kingdom right here on this earth. You know, you are the pride You're the great joy of the Lord. You are his pride. If a lion takes care of his pride and and guards his family and takes care of his his family, and Jesus is supposed to be a picture of that lion protecting, caring, providing a space for you to just maybe melt like a puddle and, and shed some tears and get with God, he's taking care of all of those things. The pride of the Lord is his sons, his daughters, his church, His people, right? And maybe you came today. Maybe you came in in this service today. Maybe you're listening through Facebook and you're sitting there going, I don't know if I even know God. Good. We're going to take a minute right now. We're going to make that a non-issue. Maybe you're wrestling and you need to repent of something today in this time. That's fine. God, here's the thing I need to give to you and invite you into because I'm not operating in victory and I know that I can because you said so. So Lord, I just, I'm thankful for this opportunity. Lord, and if there's anybody here today that doesn't know you, I pray that they would say yes in their hearts right now. Matter of fact, church, just pray with me. Lord Jesus, I need you. Come into my heart. Change my life. I give my life to you. I want to know you as Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Some of you need to come to this altar where the prayer team is today, and you need to bring that thing. You need to invite Lord and have someone agree with you, right? And you're like, well, yeah, but no, I mean, really, it's, it's breaking the plane sometime of this altar that, that puts you in a place of this humble submission to the Lord, Right? And I think a lot of time we think, like, if you'll come up here, you're weak. Well, then good. Every pastor that's ever knelt here before you in a worship service this weak also. Welcome to the club. When I'm sobbing uncontrollably and uh, I am one of, those, one of those guys, it's okay. I, I don't care. I'm going to humbly break at the altar before the Lord so that I don't break. Amen? Amen. I'm not going to have it all figured out and be perfect impressed and, pro- and and, and uh, perfect because I'm not. I'm gonna be broken before the Lord, allowing Him to mold me and shape me more into His image for others, right? For my wife, for my kids, for my family, for my grandkid, right? Like I am pouring out my life so that He can fill me up and I can be poured out like a drink offering. Amen? My question to you is this Do you know the lion? That I'm talking about today. Do you know the Lord that way? And if you don't, guess what? That's okay. It's not shame on you. It's shame off you, right? Sometimes in our genuine heartfelt pursuit of God, we get stuck in maybe some mantras and some things. And a good thing, reading your word is good. Praying is good. Getting to know the Lord is good. But we, again, we try to human it, man. And it doesn't work. We get tired, I had a friend, he always used to say, quit trying so hard and let him do the work in you so that he can do it through your life. And I think any of us in here today would want to invite that lion in there and say, God, change my perspective. I don't want to just be like broken in a corner. I want to be living in power and glory and victory for you in my own life so that I can love and care for others in that way. No one goes, yeah, I'm just cool with fear. I'm cool with doubt. Yeah, I feel a little guilty because I'm not that great at serving the Lord. No, no. God said, let me, let me help you. Let me love you. Please invite me into that space and I will change you. Because he's the only one that can anyway, right? Simple childlike faith to come. When you know the lion of the tribe of Judah, when you know the ferocious Jesus, if you will, Who's caring for you and defending you and working on your behalf and never sleeping and slumbering and going, Father, wait, this way, Father, who can we bless? How can we help them? How can we move in their lives? Your perspective begins to change because when you know the lion and you know who you are as a son and daughter of that king, these are the kind of things you think, man, in prayer you go, my kingdom's unshakable. Man, you can't fade this kingdom. Amen. And you start to encourage yourself, right? Man, my kingdom's forever. It's never going to end. Sweet. My kingdom is led by the King of kings, the Lord of lords. What do I have to worry about? I don't care, man. If you tell me you think I'm crazy, I'm good. I'll be crazy with Jesus and it's fine. I'll have a trio of two. Amen. It's fine if you think I'm a little wild. My kingdom is led by a lion, right? There's my sound effect of the day. It's led by the lion. I don't have to worry about this stuff. My kingdom is absolutely set, has been since he came as a babe and has not changed to today. Amen. Amen. He had to be the lion before he could be the lamb. He had to confidently do some stuff and live on mission in his calling. And maybe that's for you today. Step back into that calling that Ephesians says that he created you in advance to do that only you could do it, that you should walk in it. Some of you are not operating in your gifts because you have let the last three years consume your brain space. You have made an idol of some things that have nothing to do with the kingdom of God. Right? Right? At the end of the day, the government's a hot mess. It's been a hot mess. It's going to continue to be a hot mess, and it doesn't matter. The kingdom of God matters. And that's who you're a resident of, resident of is the kingdom of heaven, right? I love the United States. I would love to march to every Capitol building, right? And, and, but that's not my call. My call as a believer is to love the, love the Lord my God with all of my heart, all of my mind, all of my strength, and preach the gospel. To love God, love people, go tell somebody about it. Man, if you think that's not a tall order, try it next week. If you think that doesn't require some lion-type stuff, then go do it. Every day, wake up and be like, lion, right? Try that. Before you head out the door. Because a circumstance will come, rah, And you'll be like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to lion today, Lord. Can I just lamb? Can I lamb it? It's very peaceful. Let the Holy Spirit bubble up in you. That the words that come out of your mouth are peace and hope and joy and love. Confidently proclaiming who he is and what he came to do. He had to establish his kingdom in confident, powerful humility so that it could do the work it needed to do so that he could be the lion of the tribe of judah lord of lords king of kings mighty god wonderful counselor and then submission right after all there's no one like him amen there ain't no one like the lord He is the deliverer. He is your great victorious king, confidently protecting you, working with you, working in you. And he said, will you just come and invite me in today? Let all the worries of this day be done. 1 Corinthians 15, as I close, come on, will you all stand with me? talking about Jesus's exit into heaven and the Holy Spirit coming, it says this, 1 Corinthians 15, 24. After that, the end, completion. When he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, talking about Jesus. After he has made an operative and abolished every ruler and authority and power, Jesus firmly establishing his kingdom for everyone who would say yes to him from the beginning of time to the end of time. For Christ must reign as king until he has put all enemies under his feet. And the last enemy to be abolished and put to an end is death. God, as we worship you in this time today, in this service, will you change us? As we humbly and boldly come into your presence and we lift our hands and our hearts and our voices to you, would we see you as the lion confidently with great humility and power Moving out before us and calling us to join you, may we see ourselves that way. I bind fear off of this place in the mighty name of Jesus. I prophesy hope and peace and joy in Jesus' name. And I pray that fear, doubt, worry, religion would be crushed flatter than a pancake, God. And that you would be our focus and our hearts what we would rally to, your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven, and that, Lord, we would step into the place of being your pride, the church, your bride that you're coming back for, that we would be about your business every day in Burnett County until you say otherwise. Lord, we invite you into those spaces that we need to invite you into. We just say, God, will you come and help me deal with that? Will you Crush depression in the name of Jesus. Will you remove distractions in the name of Jesus? I pray that distractions would be broken off of our lives today in the name of Jesus. God may hope and joy and peace bubble up a confident solidity in who you are and whose we are. God, we're yours. We said yes to you, so will you come? Holy Spirit, stir up in our guts, God, this unwavering faith This unwavering joy and peace that we only know in you that God, we would walk it out every day, all day because there is no one like you. You are beautiful, Jesus. You are lovely. And you didn't just go to sit at the right hand of the Father and wait, you went to intercede on our behalf and then you sent the Holy Spirit to live in us and through us and Holy Spirit, we, we invite you in. Matter of fact, if we've been ignoring those voices, your voice that we're supposed to hear so clearly, we invite you in. We repent of ignoring your voice. And we ask that God is your church here at HCF. The Lord, we would hear you, know you, love you, and seek after you because, Lord, you're the lion. You're the lion of the tribe of Judah. Your kingdom has been established, and that scepter and that ruler's staff will not ever depart from your hand, and that is the kingdom that we're a part of. So thank you for that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. For more messages and full services, visit hcfburnett.org or the Church Center app and connect with us on social media.